How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. EST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are on audio here today on episode 360 of The Hotter Show. I have you guys doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast, the final episode of 2022. I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I go into detail about why this was the best year of my life in regards to the podcast and also not in regards to the podcast, but also the kind of the, the difficulties that I faced this year with the podcast and the very real possibility I had heading into this year of it being one of the last years of my podcasting uh, journey with The Hotter Show. We're going to dive into all that, of course, with my brother, Josh Koval from Still Loading Podcast. It has become tradition to do this end of the year retrospective with Josh over on the Still Loaning Podcast and as well as on the Harder Show, a little bit of a crossover happening. And Josh kind of uh, leads us in a little bit, so I'm going to pass things off to him. But of course, before we do, I want to thank everybody for their support. On the last couple of weeks of the show, the Christmas specials, of course, my reading of Twice Night Before Christmas. Thank everybody for their support on that. That was so much fun and so terrifying at the same time, but I got a lot of great feedback on that and then of course last week it only comes on christmas eve christmas horror story i always get good feedback for those but that one was uh, a lot of fun and i got some particularly interesting feedback on that and the story itself so thank you all so much for the support and i thank everybody at length in this episode so i'm going to go ahead and shut up and turn things over to my board josh Kovo and still loading podcast of course before we do we're going to take a quick second to hear a word from the sponsors who have helped the harder show grow here in 2022. Let's check it out. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. 
Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I am Josh Koval. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And as usual, as we end every year and begin every year with a retrospective, I am, of course, joined by my brother from the Great White North, the Canadian legend himself. And if the legends are true, if if the legends that we hear swirling down here in the States are true, my buddy TJ Hotter of The Hotter Show he is the only man to ever climb the CN Tower with uh, the Canadian flag draped on his back, sewn with the hockey sweaters of every team he does not watch because he is one of the few Canadian. He's so Canadian, he doesn't give a shit about hockey. <laughs> and he parasails, he hang glides all 2,747 kilometers to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, because that's the most goddamn Canadian thing I can think of. Now, that's kilometers by driving, so it's actually a little bit shorter of a distance, but nonetheless, he is the only man, nay, superhuman, to ever conquer such a feat. I am joined, of course, to review our 2022 year-end retrospective with TJ from The Hotter Show. TJ, my friend, you Canadian son of a bitch, how are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) buddy it is so good to see you and i don't even want to say you are too kind and you are too much man i love it that's uh, oh i forgot i was gonna say you had tin bits in hand i do usually have tin bits in my hand so that's (laughs) (laughs) oh i I look forward to this every year in there too if if i if i really go in for the full canadian stereotype a couple of boots a couple of, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It is, oh man, it's great to have you back on the show. Um, the, the yearly visit of TJ Claus on right around Christmas time. TJ Claus. Yeah, I'm like Santa. I, I only come around the holidays and I show up and I, I'm jolly and have a beard and, and, uh, there's more of me to love and I try to spread good cheer and, and, uh, toys from my sack i guess let's just move on with that thought (laughs) did you think that last sentence through yeah i did that's why i said it oh god i feel so bad for actually you know what it's gonna tie in you know what fuck it i feel bad for your wife that's one of the big news that we're gonna talk about for our year in review i feel so bad for your wife that she what kind of suck you think i'm talking about god come on man this is a show for children i i mark this as explicit no oh. children should listen to oh, this. Oh, shit. Okay, no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, we're here to talk about our 2022 in review. As we do every year, TJ and I break down our respective shows. Uh, just kind of like it's it's one of the few times in the year like uh, we kind of give ourselves a little bit of a pat on the back. We try not to go too crazy because both of us, we don't like other shows that are like, you know, constantly shouting out their own 
uh, you know, achievements and shit like that. But you know what? At least once a year, we should look back and just, you know, see what we were able to accomplish over this last year. So TJ, to kick things off. What do you how, what did you what did you accomplish with the hotter show this year? This was a big year for you. There was a ton of stuff going on. Well, I want to say one thing before we before I dive in here. Um I think it is very important to always appreciate the things that you accomplish and be proud of it and be prideful of it. But you always have to stay humble and kind. That's the whole point of it. You're, so you want to yeah. I'm with you, you want to, I mean, I was quoting a Tim McGraw song, but that's beside the point. You want to. <laughs> that went way over my head. Yeah, that's okay. You <laughs> want to be appreciative of the things that you've done. And I know for a fact that we both have had, <clears throat> excuse me, really exciting years uh, and a lot of really good things have happened. So it's really fun that we're doing this because usually when we do these, as we've spoken about in the past, I've been kind of disenfranchised with podcasting, which is, yeah. I, I always get this way around the holidays. I'm not sure why I'm not this year, which is great. And it's not that I'm not still enjoying it. I love the content I put out at Christmas, especially last year. Like the, the, I, I like to do horror content around the holidays. I like ghost stories at Christmas. It's one of my favorite traditions. So I don't know why I was so disenfranchised last year. I had a great, but anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. But what's great is this year, I'm all excited and hyped up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think it's just because I look so forward to doing these with you now that like I'm just I just get excited. because I'm like, this is the only time we really get to have a conversation until you finally uh, do a review of uh, Aiden Chronicles, the first mage. Until that happens, I have I can't be of any help to you. But. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I'll get to, it's just He's I tried. I actually did try to years. play it earlier this year. I actually did try to play it earlier this year. And I got to tell you, TJ, it's not looking promising for our episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. Let's I'll just, get to it, though. Let's just get drunk, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Dude, maybe uh, if I can convince my wife to watch the kid for a week, I'll just drive up to Toronto, and we can meet up and just... I like how you just say Toronto. I don't live in Toronto, but that's okay. Uh, well, that's the area. I'm not trying to enough. give a specific. Yeah, close enough. Specific. I know it's the Toronto area, right? Like you're, you're. I'm actually technically outside of Toronto now. But how? Like, would you, like an hour or two? I'm about th- two and a half, three hours away. From oh Toronto. wow, it's even okay. So, so it's considered. I'm not tech. I guess you could say I'm technically considered GTA. I don't really consider myself GTA, but I live in a town called Peterborough, which is. I'm about. Two and a half hours north east of Toronto. But anyway, that's completely beside the point. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Anyway. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I'll just have to make a trek up. We can, we can, tr- uh, I'll actually make an exception and drink because I'm not a big drinker, but I'll make an exception while I'm in Canada and we can burn our way through Aiden Chronicles, the first mage. That would be literally like the best because I, I know, I think you would enjoy the game more. If you could play it with me, because it is one of those games that it starts off very, very, very slow. Yes. But then it gets a lot more less slow, but it's, <laughs> it's still, still slow, pretty but slow. Not as slow. But I think it's just a nostalgia thing. But anyway, that's that's I'm getting off track here, as I tend to do. But you asked me about my year. I did. And then I'm going to turn around and ask you about your year. But. 
overall for me, it was a year of realizing some things that I've been working at basically since I started podcasting and reaching a couple of goals that I didn't know I had when I started this year off. My Heading into this year, my goal was very simple. I just wanted to keep going. Yeah. That was... There's going to be a central theme for a lot of my my stuff. Like we'll, we'll get into nitty gritty details in that. But starting off this year, and this is something I've I've talked a little bit about, but not a lot. At the start of this year, I was in what was at one point my podcast room, and I just cleared it out fully. And I was going to build it into like my little podcast room. Yeah. And I was looking at this empty room and I'm looking around and I was literally like sitting on the floor with a beer and I was just thinking about the show and thinking about podcasting and stuff. And, and I said, you know, I've been working at this basically every day, really in some way, shape or form mm-hmm. for the last, it'll be six years in February of this year. It was six years. And I was like, there's been some great things that have happened and this show has provided so much joy for me and, you know, so many great things. I've met so many wonderful people like yourself and I'm like, it, it's been great, but I'm like, I've, I've kind of plateaued the last couple of years. I didn't go down. I didn't go up and nothing really changed. I didn't really get a big, like a new following. I didn't really, like my Patreon didn't grow. Like nothing really was going on. Yeah. And I was kind of throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall to see what would stick. And I kind of just made a promise myself. I was like, you know what? I don't want this to become a chore. And I said, I feel like internally, I was like, if I keep going at this rate, putting in the work that I am and I don't want to be famous or anything. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I was just like, I was like, I need something. I need something that says, Hey, you're, you're like, this is, this is still a good thing for you. I need, I just, I needed something. And I said to myself, I said, you know what? out of respect for myself and the podcasting game that I love so much and the hotter show, if I get to the end of this year and I'm in the exact same spot that I have been the last two years, I think I'm going to respectfully bow out from the hotter show. It's, I think that this was going to be my last year of podcasting full time. Yeah. So, and I'm not, I'm not trying to start off on, on, a, on a sour note, guys. This is leading somewhere. So to start out with this mindset, it was it was a it was a bittersweet thing, but it was also like it kind of rejuvenated me because I was like, okay, I'm giving myself one more year to really get something. Yeah, and I don't know what I didn't know what that was, but I was like, I need something. I, I need something I can grab onto and be like fuck yeah like this is i was just like i need something you you need some sign that your work is actually getting not mm-hmm. like you said you don't care about being famous but it's like you 
it's that it's that like that balance that balancing act that podcast content creators not just podcasters always balance where it's like mm-hmm. you like what you do you don't need or want to be famous because of it but if you're also not getting any positive feedback from it whether it's positive it could be something simple as someone just messaging you saying i liked your episode this week and a stranger like no offense to the current listeners or anything like that but like just some someone like that you weren't expecting or no it doesn't have to be a stranger it could be a current listener what what the hell am i saying just anybody because if you're if you don't see that or if you don't see some type of growth whether in interaction or numbers or uh recognition from peers even then it's not that it's you still don't enjoy doing it but it's harder to justify spending what free time you have on something that isn't necessarily giving you any fulfillment like it's like podcasting itself is fulfilling but the amount of work that goes into it isn't always like i i know so many people who will guest on a ton of shows because they're it's not running a show like former podcasters who now don't want to do it anymore don't want the grind anymore but they will still guest on shows because they love podcasting they just aren't in love with the whole process of doing it all themselves so i totally understand what you mean we're like you were stagnant like you were putting in all this work and you saw nothing in return um or you shouldn't say nothing but you didn't see any growth for the extra work you were doing right and that's what it was it was i I was like i don't i don't think i want to see downloads numbers like i was like i don't i don't think that's what i want and that's what i need because when i had that it was really cool but i wasn't like sitting in front of the computer tearing up over it you know what i mean i was like i want something that makes me be like this is validation. And I didn't know what that was. So heading into this year, I was really, I had a fire under my ass as far as I was like, you know what? A lot of people have said to me, a lot of my peers, Hey, like you're, you're good at this. And a lot of bands have said to me after I've spoken to them or people in general, like, wow, like you're, you're a really great interviewer. And like, you're so easy to talk. And I was like, okay, if I'm all these things, let me have the best year I've ever had. Let me sit down and make every episode that I do that is a brand new episode of The Hotter Show the best that I can. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have any episodes this year that I look back and go, that episode could have been better. And that was my mind to hang in this year because I said, if this is going to be my last year podcasting full time, let, let me step back to... I was thinking when I say that I was going to bow with the harder show, I was probably going to go into 2023. Like that was my plan. I was probably going to go with like episode 400 and then bow out. Like I was, it was going to be my last year full time podcasting and maybe try something else is, was my, my point, you know? And I, I didn't know what it was that I was looking for, but I was like, if this is going to be my last year podcasting full time, I want to look back on this year and be like, dude, you had an amazing year and you're fulfilled. And if this is the last year full time for you, you're going to, it's the legacy, I think, yeah. more than anything, right? You, you, I want to look back on this year and be like, I'm proud of that as my last full time year of podcasting. And also, I was getting married. <laughs> yeah. So. I was like, I need to make sure this year on top of this happening, I'm putting the effort I need to into that 
and into preparing for the wedding and work was crazy and all that stuff. So in a lot of ways, the the show still took a bit of a back burner this year. And even though that happened, something, a couple of really amazing things still did happen that I'm going to talk about, but I've rambled on long enough (laughs) because I think that the listeners of the still owning podcast and the Hobbs show are very curious overall for you, Josh, how was your year? Well, before I get into that, just real quick, the vibe I because you you kind of danced around a, a little bit. I understand you weren't gonna we're gonna go into specifics later, but you kind of painted this picture of like you were ready to bow out after this year. But my understanding is it was a damn good year for the Hotter Show, right? It yes, okay. I feel like for me, oh yes, overall, folks, I had the best year of podcasting I've ever had. Like hands you down, had this, like, no hif- yeah. Fifteen minutes of build up, and then you didn't even say what. <laughs> I'm so. I'm I was like, I'm, I'm talking a great too much. Podcast host, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. And I'm great, and then I'm going to turn things over to all that build up for nothing. <laughs> yeah, no. For the record, folks, um, has actually been a a great year overall. Like the harder show, it's been the best year of my life as far as podcasting is concerned. And also just my life in general for a reason, but I'll get into that all a little bit here because I want to hear about Josh's year. Cause I know you also had just a killer freaking year. Thanks man. Yeah. It's been, it's been a damn good year for my show as well. I, it's, it's funny. Cause we, we talked about it a bit off mic about how whenever we record these this is always at your low point for the year like emotionally and but i can tell just from you talking about it and both on mic and off mic about how much of a difference this year has been excuse me compared to last year you know uh it it just is it's the it's night and day you are so much happier like still busy and you know obviously it's it's a crazy time of year but i can i can see it on your face there's a much less weight on your shoulders dealing with everything so yeah that's what i think it is yeah man i appreciate that and i know you're you're someone who and i'm going to talk about it in a little bit when the big thing happened there was for four people i contacted right away and you were one of them well, I'm honored. You know, I'm the first honored. one being my wife, obviously, and then from there. <laughs> I'm now not honored. Why am I less important than your wife? <laughs> Why did you not message? Actually, truth be told, I might have Snapchatted you first. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Don't tell oh, her I, I said that. Uh, she doesn't <laughs> no. listen to this, right? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. She doesn't listen to the show. It's fine. But anyway, <laughs> no, I appreciate for, you saying that, man. For my show, it's been a good year, and I, I, I was thinking about this earlier this year. 2020 into 2022 like there has been a build-up over the last three years to what this past year has been 2020 i feel like was the year i really got my shit together as a podcaster like i really started to understand a little bit more of the weekly grind because up until then i was doing every other week and originally that was just because i didn't understand how to plan content that is the hardest thing to do as a solo podcaster if you're not like a news show that just finds topics throughout the week and you're kind of do what i do which is like individual game retrospectives and interviews and other shit like that it's hard to come up with topics sometimes so i was able to finally figure out like oh i don't have to do this like like at the same time so i i finally got ahead of schedule and i finally started recording like 
weeks in advance. So that way I could plan around if things fall through, I can find fallback plans. I can gives me time to edit. So I'm not just rushing through editing. That's also a, a positive of it. But 2020 was really me learning that. And then 2021 was kind of like, I call it a little bit of a lost year. It was still a good year for the show. I still enjoyed everything. Oh, and 2020 was also the year I started getting interviews like with people in the industry, which is just surreal still to me. But 2021 was me kind of, I became a father in 2021. It was relearning how to organize my show now that I have to take care of uh, this infant this child and try to find time to be a good parent while also doing something that i love and i've been able to find that balance so far we'll see as my daughter gets older (laughs) how that schedule is going to change which i'm assuming it will but as of now i'm very lucky with the schedule i have with her um and so 2021 was just me trying to understand how to podcast while being a dad while working full-time and also just kind of I, I did scale the podcast back a little bit for the first couple of months. I only did bi-weekly because that was when my daughter was born. And then for the for the next couple of months after that, I did two full lengths and two mini episodes. So the mini episodes almost always turned into full lengths anyway. They were almost always an hour and 10 to hour and a half. But um, the mini, some of the minis were the, the Captain and the Game Master series where me and my friend Dexter have been rewatching the show. For, for the podcast. And I that was important, though, because it, it took one mental decision off of my plate. I no longer had to figure out like, all right, what are my th- four episodes this month? Four to five, depending on how many Sundays are in the month. And I'm like, I, like, I got to figure it out. But that by having Captain N already on the on the, the docket makes it so much easier. That's one quarter of most months just already known i i don't have to think about it and with my i did the history of rts series which was like a scripted more historical look at like different games in the rts genre of video games or real-time strategy for those who don't know what that stands for um that was also helpful but last year was all a setup for what this year was and last year it really kind of primed everything to i don't want to say explode because this was a very good year for me both in terms of download numbers, also in terms of meeting amazing people, uh, in in like pe- people that I really respect in the retro gaming community and the gaming community at large, and uh, in the podcasting sphere, I met some amazing podcasters through the show this year, and it like. So 2021 really set up this year in 2022, where I got to meet so many amazing people. My listeners, my listenership grow grew, which is just fantastic. And then also, I got more interactivity. More importantly, I got more interaction from every, from all of you, the listeners. Like I, I felt like more people enjoyed what I was doing this year than in previous years, and that sincerely means the world to me. Because, as we alluded to with you, TJ, with your you're talking about like you wanted to see growth this year. That's kind of what we thrive off of. Doesn't mean it's necessarily it'll ever stop us. Like depending on the circumstances, but. I, I mentioned it in a bonus episode of on my Patreon, um, and I'm going to say it again here. And I, I actually talked to this person and said it made him cry. So, I, uh, patron, you know who you are. I still don't know if you want me to say your name, so I'm gonna gonna keep it at uh, keep it nameless right now. But he was my first patron 
like the, I had a friend who was a patron, a patron who was giving one dollar a month, and it's someone that I knew. He was being nice. He never, he doesn't listen to my stuff. He just wanted to support me, and that sincerely meant the world too. Because that's a that's a true friend, someone who's even though it's just a dollar, he's not getting anything out of it. He just wants to support a friend, and that's fucking fantastic. And then this patron joined at like the five dollar level of my Patreon, and I had fucking nothing at the at on my patreon absolutely nothing and i got the i saw that i all of a sudden i'm like i had a five dollar patreon i'm like what the hell who would do this like i have I, I kept promising for years like oh i'll get figure something out and i'm like oh shit someone subscribed to my patreon the audacity <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh shit i gotta actually do something now and it started late last year this happened late last year but because of that one patron, because that one guy supported me, and sincerely, thank you again, man. Like I, I know you listened to the bonus episode, and you're going to listen to this. But it that and listeners out there, I'm not saying that you need to do this to my show, for TJ show, for any podcaster show. I understand, like you, you don't have to give your money to us. We do this because we love to do it, and we want we enjoy that you enjoy it. But giving any words of encouragement, it means the entire world to us. And that's what I really felt like I got this year more than anything. That's why this year was so successful in my eyes because my Patreon did grow, which really shows that, I mean, that means a lot, not because of the money. The money, I'm I, one, I'm not making a lot of my Patreon. If you're very curious listeners, you can go to it and see I make $18 a month. That's not me complaining. But when I look at that $18, I'm like, there's people who like me enough to give me money for stuff that I do. Like that's who like the content that I like. That just, it blows my fucking mind because it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's a wild I, thing, man. It really it is. is. And it like, like, and just to be clear, I'm, I'm really trying to be sincere when I say it doesn't like, you don't have to show your, um, you don't have to if you like what I do or you like what TJ does or any podcaster for that matter, you don't have to give to their Patreon to show your gratitude for that or to show your like your to sh- tell them that you enjoy it. You can just send them a message. That means the world to us because it just it's that's the stuff that fuels me. So because of that one patron, my Patreon this year fucking exploded. I'm not talking monetarily. I'm talking about the stuff I made for it. I'm doing stuff at the $5 tier for two patrons, and I'm putting in their three-hour-long episodes. Um, Not three different episodes, like one episode that is three hours long that I record monthly, the Still Bonding show that I now have four episodes out. Um, That takes a lot of time to edit a three-hour episode and to record a three-hour episode. And I'm doing that because I want to give something to the people at the $5 level, most importantly, but also because I find like that encouragement convinced me like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. Even if only two people listen to it, those are the people who are like, really like they're supporting me, whether it's monetarily or otherwise. And that means the world to me. So like, I, I don't know, I'm I'm very worried about coming off as like, like uh, focusing too much on the monetary aspect. I just, I, it, this year it just felt like more people expressed to me how much they liked the show and that my gratitude is I can't I'm not I don't have enough gratitude to give for that like this that's why this year was successful for me uh to me because more people 
have reached out to me and I've gotten more positive feedback than I ever have. And that really, truly means the world to me. So that was a very long-winded explanation, or a long-winded overview of 2022 with a few specifics thrown in here and there. But uh, yeah, that my 2022 has been great for the show. And on a personal level, like it's, uh, it, I mean, it was a tough year for my wife and I just because it was, lot of stuff going on on personal stuff i can't i i don't want to go into on the podcast but her and i are still doing well my daughter is doing well so both on a personal and uh actually professional level and on a podcasting level it's been a damn fucking good year so um yeah 2022 fantastic so far but now i think it's a good time for us to dive into kind of some of the specifics of like the highlights from this year uh, so, TJ, what were some of your favorite m- moments from your show in 2022? Like, what were some of your favorite uh, episodes or maybe even experiences outside of the podcast? Actually, there's a couple big experiences directly with the podcast that isn't necessarily <laughs> an episode-related topic. Yeah. But go go off. Go off. What do so you got? There, there are four things I have to touch on, folks, and I apologize. Because as you may know, if you are regular listeners of the Still Learning Podcast and you listen to me anytime i come on here which i'm always an honored to come on uh, the still loaded podcast or if you listen to my show the hotter show which you're and i am honored when i'm on the hotter show because this is also going to be this is a crossover episode the so crossover. It's going up on both, both the feeds. biggest crossover since the simpsons and family guy um <laughs> let's be serious it's bigger than that but <laughs> i like to talk and i'm very i say a lot of words that may or may not have a point But what I was getting at earlier was I needed something. And there are three things that happened this year in relates to the podcast. One of which really that gave me that this is what I needed to keep me going. And then another big thing happened that gave me that same thing. So I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I I can't now. I, I feel like I'm like, I asked for a sign from the universe and the universe gave one. So Mm. is what it is. But the biggest thing that happened to me this year is uh, I got married. Y'all can't see, but I'm wearing my ring. I can't yell louder because my kids asleep, but woo. (laughs) And I'm extremely happy about that. Sam, I love you very much. And we've been together for 10 years. She's been through this whole podcast journey with me and she's always been supportive and everything. And, it was a wonderful <clears throat> day, obviously, you know, wasn't without its hitches, <laughs> but that's that's how it should be, I think, you know, but uh, that was wonderful. And just, I, I had an episode that I'm going to talk about a little later on in the podcast. We talk about our favorite episodes, but I had an episode that was actually my bachelor party. It was me I listened to that podcast. one. That was fun. Yes, and and I'll get into that in, in, in a little bit because there's a couple of specific things I need to talk about with that. But overall, the podcast kind of took a bit of a, like I was saying, a bit of a backseat to the wedding stuff. But it was still on top of that. In the beginning of this year, well, it was kind of late last year heading into this year. I joined a, I downloaded Discord which I'd never used before and joined a discord for a podcast that I have spoken at large about so much called the gray rooms. It is my favorite audio horror fiction podcast. And I joined that discord 
And that evening I was on stream with the creator while he was like editing and stuff. And I was like, what is happening? Like, oh my God, this is amazing. Cause I'm such a fan. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, an hour later I'm literally talking to him while he's gaming and we're like having a conversation. I was like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. <laughs> so it was this huge thing. And then obviously he heard me talking and he was like, well, what's, what's going on over there? You, you got a, you got a crisp sound and set up there, my guy, what's going on? So that led to him being on my show, Jason Wilson from the gray rooms. And after we were done talking, he said to me, he says, man, we were both drunk, by the way. Um, <laughs> he, said, he said, man, you got to get the Patreon going again. What are you, what are you doing? Cause he was a big Patreon guy. And, I just said, oh man, like no one, I have, I have had a maximum of two patrons for the last seven years and humongous shouts to my boy, Scott, who has been a patron from day one, much like your, your friend, you know, he joined at my, uh, my $5 tier doesn't really listen to the show. Like podcasts, not really his thing. He just wanted to support. And I'm like, dude, like it's just big shouts to my boy, Scott, but I kind of I I had done some things for the Patreon, but then I just stopped and I was like I'm I kept canceling it, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Dude, just do it, like just do it, and you'll figure something out." So the Gray Rooms community right away was a and really still is a super positive place, and I met some amazing people there and what happened as the year progressed there are two major things that all comes back to the gray rooms so this is why i'm starting with this i started to get a a a little bit of a nudge nothing nothing crazy it was just like hey man like jason would say oh hey like you, you should you should you should do this or hey maybe maybe try this or people from his team would give me advice on things. Yeah. And I'd kind of be like, okay, you know, and I just, I started feeling really good about what I was doing. And, and he always spoke very highly of me and my show and my history, which they would always say like, Oh, like your history and what you've done. And like, It's like, dude, you should be proud of that. Like, that's worth something. And it started to really make me be like, yeah, I should be proud of that. Like, Mm -hmm, 100%. That's worth something. And fast forward a few months to, I think it was July or August, whatever, it doesn't matter. Sometime in the summer. I, they, they had a, uh, a network. And they were looking for shows for their network. And randomly, Jason had said, hey, I want to have a meeting with you. And then their uh, podcast director, Sarah Cassie. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, sure. You know, I thought maybe they wanted to pick my brain about something. I, yeah. I, I didn't. I thought maybe they were going to ask me to help out with production something of that nature. Mm -hmm. So I went into that meeting thinking something was going to happen in that regard. 
And what ended up happening was they basically, (laughs) we started off the meeting and they just started saying really nice things about me and my show. And they offered me a spot on their network, which is a Spreaker network, which is directly associated with iHeartRadio. Yeah. So what they were offering me was an opportunity to have real ad revenue on a major platform and the support of the network crew and just kind of help push me in that way. Yeah. There was no catch. There's no anything. It's just, hey, you have value in what you have done and someone needs to give you a fucking break. And obviously I'm paraphrasing and saying this, but he was like, you, he says, it makes me angry that you are not bigger than you are. Because he says, I see how much fucking work you put into this and how much you bleed for this. And you you just you you need a shot. He's like, I'm in the I'm in this position where here, I can give this to you. You fucking earned this, and you're gonna keep earning this. That's I know awesome, you are. Man. That's so and cool. Dude, I fucking I am so glad we were not on video because I was they're saying this to me, and I'm like put yourself on mute, start bawling. Bro, I'm probably going to start crying right now, to be honest with you. The last (laughs) six years, all this work, that was the moment. That was the opportunity. Here's this opportunity. You have worked your ass off for it. You deserve this. Here you go. That's so. You still got to put in the fucking work, but here's this opportunity. And... It, it it was it was a lot <laughs> because I wasn't expecting that and mm-hmm. my show didn't make sense to be on their network per se because they're because a horror it, fiction like network and your, yeah. your show doesn't really necessarily I know you have those elements mm-hmm. to your show and you've increased those elements over yes. the year but at that time it was mostly just an interview show mm-hmm. so. They had um, themselves, obviously, they had a great show called The Ghost Signal. Then they had uh, other fiction-y type podcasts. And then my dumbass. So (laughs) I was kind of like, does this make sense? Like, are you sure? Like, and it was just like, dude, like, yeah. Like, and it was that validation. And I'm not sure still to this day if they realize how much validation that gave me everything else aside. Yeah. Hearing someone I respect so much as with Jason say those things to me, I was like, that's all. That's what I needed. Honest to God. And a lot of things happened. I switched over to Spreaker. Spreaker has been great. Um, I, I kind of have to say this part, unfortunately, as these things happen in life, you get the good with the bad. Um, the Grey Rooms productions, the Grey Rooms show itself is on an indefinite hiatus. I hope it comes back because as a fan, I love it. The Grey Rooms network is kind of shuffling, rebranding. Um, <clears throat> I am still a part of it. 
and we will be doing something. There's some cool stuff coming, so stay tuned for that. I can't wait to but hear it. The point of it is, is that that opportunity was, it meant, and I don't know if I'm getting across how much it meant to me, guys, but that, like, I, I there was this video I took right after, because I wanted to send it to Sam. There was this five-minute video I took. And, like, I'm, like, literally, like, controlling, st- trying to stop myself from crying because I'm, like, yeah, it was, like, this weight was just lifted off my shoulders. Just be, like, hey, you've, yeah, you're, you're, you got it, man. Like, this is, that's the thing. That's you know what, what I needed. You know what I'm thinking? Like, I think what you just said there, I think, crystallizes what I was saying earlier about, you know, the people who subscribe to people, to podcasters or content creators on Patreon or give them nice comments. It's not the, it's not the nice comments. It's not the money It that while that all is extremely mm. like the comments more so while that's all extremely like valued and you're flattered by it it's it gives you the validation you're looking for the yes. fact that i'm not wasting my time with this like this actually means something to even one person to just one person that it this means something to them and i can under i can totally understand like i could think of like a podcast that like is my dream podcast to guest on which i i don't want to say it on here i I, listeners long time could honestly probably guess what it is if i ever got that validation from them i'd lose my fucking mind like i would be i don't know how i'd react to it so i can only imagine how good that had felt that's amazing i'm so happy for you thank you man and like like i said straight up there was four people i messaged about that there was the wife there was my old producer, my guy Jason, who's on my graphic stuff and has done talked me off the ledge more times than I can count with the show. And then <laughs> you. you. Like, I literally was like, okay, I don't want to start telling people immediately because, you know, I was like, is this real? Like, you know, but I was like, I got to tell these people and like, and I've got to tell Josh because he'll know. I was like, you will appreciate why I am so um, like that means over the moon Thank about you, this. And yeah, it, it was, and still is, even though things kind of maybe didn't go the way that I, I had hoped, it's still, what I got from it is still, I'm still riding that high, even though things kind of, <laughs> um, I'm still riding that high because it's like, how can I not? Yeah. You know what I mean? And what happened in that same breath was then with Jason's pushing, I resetted my Patreon. Uh, he joined my Patreon, which is very gracious. I think this is before I was on the network and kind of gave me some promotion within the community. I got to know some people in the community and before I knew it, um, my Patreon went from a solid two uh, to 12. That's and awesome. That's where I'm sitting right now. And <clears throat> I made my own Discord kind of as a joke at first, but it has grown into. You really like Discord, yeah, man. I can dude, see. Dude, I, lo- I love it because it is instant. Mm-hmm. I have friends on there that also happen to be fans of the podcast. 
I can get in direct contact with them easily. I can, I'm going to go live when we're done here and have a couple of drinks with them. Like I have so much I might just join fun. in afterwards anyway. You should. I, can, I can, I can sleep in tomorrow. You're damn right. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I know you can sleep in tomorrow, bro. You better come out. But so <clears throat> it, it, it is this wonderful thing. And I don't know if, they realize, and I, I've I've tried really hard to express this to them multiple times, but the people who are on my Patreon and on my Discord, I consider those people my core fans. And the reason I say that is there are people on my Discord who are not patrons, by the way. I, they're the ones I hear from directly, constantly. Hey, I liked the episode, blah, blah, blah. Hey... If there's any feedback, I can get it directly from them. Mm-hmm. You don't always get that. It's almost like you're yelling into the void and hoping people like it. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, you, I get you. you. Get oh no, I totally understand you. Mm-hmm. So to have that from them is it's it's amazing, and I the whole Patreon thing is like. I was not ready for my Patreon to blow up like that. Much like you were saying, I can relate, dude. I went from when I hit a certain goal, I think it was 30 bucks a month, I was going to do something. I didn't yeah. know what. And I was like, yep. Yeah. And then I hit three patrons. And I was like, oh, I better get on it. And then I hit like five and I was like, oh. I really got to get on it. Dude, in like a span of like two months, I went from like two patrons to like 10. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, actually, no, I think it was seven. And then even it jumped so. up from there. Still, I was like, oh, shit. So I was scrambling to try and figure something out. And this leads into <clears throat> another kind of all in that same vein. And I give shout outs to my patrons at the end of every single episode. So you guys will hear that all later. But humongous shout outs to... All of my Patreon family. I, I, I should love really you guys. do that for mine. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, you know, no, <laughs> I just like to do that. But um, they know, they know how much I appreciate them. And I hope I always get that, uh, get that point across folks. But something that I did do, you spoke about launching a, uh, a podcast. I was going to launch two podcasts and the one didn't work out, thank God, because the amount of work it would have been is insane. <laughs> but I hemmed and hawed about what I was going to do. And I was going to do this clip show type thing, which was the one episode. And I was going to have someone else host it. It was going to mm-hmm. be like cut stuff from the show that didn't make air for whatever reason that I thought was still funny. Blooper. Basically, like almost like a, a quick five minute mini episode of a podcast that was like blooper reels or like an episode of me burping. Like, you know, it's just stupid shit. Yeah but it was going to be hosted by someone else. So it would have been fun that way. And then I was going to do like a, I think I was going to call it like, let's have a beer or something. And it was just me basically hanging out with a guest, having a beer. And I was like, well, I basically fucking, I, and it just hit me one that I was, I announced it on a live stream and the response was not underwhelming, but it was kind of like, I was looking at it and I was like, I've fucking done this all before. Like, I got to do something different. And it kind of just hit me where I was like, fuck, man. I really, really love horror narration. Maybe there's something there. 
So then it kind of just fell into my lap with the the tapes of trepidation because I couldn't come up with a better name. <laughs> and, uh, it's a good name. And though. I wanted something unique and different that made you mm-hmm. go, huh? What is that? T-O-T, bro. And I came up with this concept. I'm not going to go into it, folks. It's, it's a, but all you need to know is at least once a month or four or five times a month, depending on how I'm feeling, I drop an episode of this horror narration podcast that is me narrating either stories that I have written for my horror thing, which I'm not going to talk about, or stories from the internet, Reddit, uh, creepypastas, things of that nature, or even urban legends. And when I say I have fun with it, I cannot express to you all how much fun I have with it. And I have had people guest on it. Some of my patrons have been guests on it. And it is just a blast. And it really... I have always had a dream to do some kind of voice acting of some kind, but I never Mm -hmm. thought I had it in me, really. Doing stuff on The Hotter Show was always fun. Doing tapes of trepidation really kind of put it into full gear for me. And I was like, you know what? Other people can do it. Why can't I? And I started doing it. I got some really great feedback. And then... Now I've been a actual voice actor on a couple podcast episodes for other people. That's awesome. That's something heading into the new year. There's one particular episode of a podcast called baseline feed. I cannot wait for it to come out and I'm terrified for it to come out as well because I am fully like playing uh not like a creepy character or like a one liner or anything. It's like me and another person are the only people you're going to hear. Oh, wow. And this person I'm going to be working with, she is a fucking professional and I'm me. <laughs> and <laughs> the, the producer is, he, he, he messaged me and he goes, dude, I just heard your, your, the whole episode. And I was like, oh, God. And he was like, you nailed it. Like, he's like, I cannot believe how awesome you did. And I was like, oh, because it's not a character I would ever cast myself as. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. just say it's almost like a romantic co-lead. Ooh. And I'm Does your like, wife know about this? Um, Does your wife know about she this? She may or may not know about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, she, she was my she was my inspiration, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking of, I was actually looking at this picture, uh, that I have over here of us while I was doing the read. I'm going to show Josh. You can't see it, but, uh, what does this say? Uh, loved, loved you yesterday, yesterday. Love you still always have always will. And that's a picture of us. Yay. And I had to get in the, this character and I was having a really hard time with it. So I just started thinking, okay, I'm going to talk to this person who I hadn't heard her lines yet. I'm going to talk to this mystery person as if. It's Sam. And I'm going to read her line as she would internally and then respond how I would to her. Obviously, uh, loving it up a little bit. You know, it's not like every time Sam speaks to me, I'm like, yeah, baby, whatever you want to do, baby. Yeah, you know, like, (laughs) you know, we've been together for for over 10 years. We're married. I'm not always going to talk to her like that. You know, that's that's not reality. But I'm very excited about that. I'm terrified it's a, I got a lot of feelings about it. 
Um, that's something that I think in 2023, you're going to see my ass do a lot more of because it's just too much fun. Tape's trepidation has been a blast. It's going to be, I have all of 2023 planned for it for the first mm-hmm. time ever. I have a podcast that's fully planned there for a year. Uh, my boy Josh is going to be making an appearance as well. I actually just finished editing the episode. He's going to be oh, on. I don't know yeah. when I'm going to be dropping it, but I'm very excited because I never thought I'd hear Josh uh, say certain things that he's saying because if he's, it's a narration read. So it's not like he's playing a character, but like, yeah, kind I, of is. I didn't have to do like any acting, <laughs> but like it, it's, I never thought I would hear you say certain things that horror based sentences, not like Mm. this really obscene stuff. It's just certain things. I'm like, it's odd hearing Josh say this. I love it. Like, oh my God, it's so fun. So he put his dilly dally in her Sally whack. Yeah. No, in terms nothing like that, right? Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what was in the script. No. It's like <laughs> that, that's as racy as people it gets skin here back on still shit, you know? Yeah. So yeah, racy. we get a little hardcore there, brother, uh, over <laughs> on the tape trepidation. But overall, it, it, it's just this year has been the best in my life. And for the podcast, it's been the best year I've ever had. And, um, I feel validated. I feel rejuvenated and just I'm I'm more excited heading into 2023 for content than I have been probably in the last five years. Not that I wasn't excited, but it's like it's like a new level because I'm in this interesting position where I don't have any idea what the future is going to hold. But either way, I'm really excited. And I'm just like, bring it on. And yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of my my spiel about well, what some I, moments what I, I had to talk about. What I like <laughs> about these episodes are year-end retrospectives. And I, I said it last year, and I, I want to reiterate it. I really hope all of this stuff we talk about doesn't come off as... And you, you touched on in the beginning of the episode, like it's good to pat yourself on the back. I just, I never, I never wanted to come off as like arrogant or I don't think it's holier than thou or anything like that, but just arrogant or like self-serving or this and that. But I do, like you said, it's very important to be proud of the work you've done, but never let that make you think that your work is better than somebody else's, regardless of your opinion of someone else's work. It could be, you could hate their their content but it doesn't matter they could be more popular than you know shit like that happens all the time and i think that's super important to um keep in mind because it's just because you're proud of your own work doesn't mean and even for like i don't know i try to just take that mentality in where i'm kind of a quiet person like i don't interact with a lot of people i'm bad at interaction like on discord and shit like that I'm more of the type, like, if you reach out to me, I'll have a conversation with you. But I'm so, I, I, I'm never the person to reach out first because I'm always like, I'm inconveniencing them. Like, I, I don't know what they have going on. I don't want to bother them. It's none of my business. I, I feel guilty about it. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with this. I think the point I'm trying to make, though, is just like, um, I like these conversations because it feels like, pod shop you know we're talking shop and i feel like it's i'm hoping it's for listeners if i hope you find it as interesting as we do where this is really the only time of the year 
we get to chat about the inner workings of what it's like to be a podcaster. Like you can kind of hear what our thoughts and our hopes and dreams and all that other stuff, like what we are feeling as we're going into the new year, what we're feeling as we make our content and just kind of the work that goes into it. And I just, I I think one of the other reasons it's just a nice way to kind of wrap up the year for me, you know, like it, it feels nice to look like, the way I take a critical look at video games when I cover them for the show, it's kind of like this for the for the end of the year. I'm taking a critical look at my year and really looking at what I could do better, what I what I what I did well in, what I could do better, and what I want for the future. Um, and I think uh, what I want to talk about next, real quick, and I I know it's kind of weird to throw it to myself to talk about. Um, uh like my favorite episodes and i think mm-hmm. i was going in. to anyway so <laughs> oh there we go great minds think alike i guess uh <laughs> i want to talk about my favorite episode what i could do better at and just kind of like an overview with that so like to start off with a negative and then move and end off with a positive because I'm, I'm a positive person at heart so why why end it on a downer um i think in general i actually i know you've said i'm good at interviewing in general, I actually want to, I think interviewing is one of my weaker points. And I'm not saying that to be humble. I, when I was listening to my episodes this year, there was a lots of moments I caught myself while recording sometimes, not fully paying attention to my guest, zoning out a little bit too much. And I'm thankful when I was listening back to the episodes, I'm good enough at bullshitting that I was able to make it seem coherent. But there's a lot of times when I'm listening, I'm like in the middle of recording an episode, I'm like, oh, I wasn't paying attention nearly enough to what they were saying right there. And that's not good, <laughs> to put it mildly, for especially for an interview. I'm thankful that I ha- I'm able to pay attention for the most part for the for over the majority of the episode but there's chunks of episodes in interviews i caught myself just not really being up to a standard that i find acceptable for myself you know so it's something i want to work on in the next year as i as i get more interviews for the show i don't know who i don't even have any interviews lined up just yet for next year but i'm as i inevitably get some interviews for the show i want to work on that that's something i really think i can get better at now, in terms of things that I was really happy about, one, the Still Bonding podcast. You were talking before how the tapes of trepidation uh, makes you really happy. Still Bonding is that for me. For those, I, I've shouted it out during the Patreon plugs at the at the in the back at the end of the episode. But Still Bonding is a, a chance for me to talk about my love of the James Bond movies. I mean, you all know, listeners of the show know I'm a huge James Bond fan. TJ, you know I, I'm a huge James Bond fan. I love those movies so much, but it never really fits with the format of my show. So I started Still Bonding as an excuse to do it, and I didn't want to run a whole other podcast. I don't have the time to. Like, I don't have the time to devote socials to a different podcast, to devote like time to a different feed and making sure I'm giving each equal attention. So I figured this would be cool Patreon content for my patrons for the $5 level. And the reason it's up that high is because these episodes are three hours long. I'm chatting with, with uh, my co-host Erica for usually three and a half to four hours uh, after, and about three of it is recorded. And after editing, we still cut out like 15 to 20 minutes, but like, there it's a lot of work to do those but i'm having so much fucking fun doing those episodes like the 
the same level of enjoyment I feel when I get to critically break down a game, I'm getting from critically breaking down James Bond, both in all of its amazing stuff and all of its incredibly problematic things. The still bonding stuff has been an immense amount of fun. Uh, it's I love doing it and it's just been, it's been great. And also the bonus episodes of the show, it, that's actually something else I want to work on more of the, my bonus episodes are 15 to 20 minutes and that's for, you know, I do them twice a month. So in total patrons, at least at the $5 level, get three things every month, two bonus episodes and like a three hour long, a two and a half to three hour long James bonding or still bonding episode. And I'm just so proud of that because that's a lot of extra work that I do for my patrons um and not just i don't do it just because for i mean i'm doing it for them because i i want to show them how much that means to me like they're 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 acknowledging the effort that i put into it so i want to put more effort in and do something back so i've been really enjoying the patreon content and that's not a plug i swear there's and specifically my favorite episode of the year. I'm going to tie this in now to what my favorite episode of the year is. Very proud of the Patreon content. I'm even more proud of the Final Fantasy Fantasy Draft. That episode, I, I, I remember when we were talking at our last year's retrospective that I wanted to do like a scripted narrative drama. kind of. I, that did not happen this year. It, I, there was a couple chances for it to happen. I just never really uh, took a, took the dive just yet. And I will, that is a goal still. I still want to do that at some point. I just have to find the the time and the effort, <laughs> more the effort, let's be real. But one of my other goals was I wanted to do the Final Fantasy Fantasy Draft. And I had tried doing that back in 2021. And it was a big, it was a big concept where basically if you take fantasy sports, where, you know, where you're drafting players from a league and trying to create the best team out of players from all these different actual NFL teams or whatever sport fantasy sport you're doing. I think NFL is an easier comparison um, just because it's usually the most popular. Um, but what if you combine that with video games? And so what I did was I took the, I took final fantasy and all of its zaniness, all of its characters, all of its plot twists, all of that stuff. And I combined it with fantasy sports. So when, so the so the players or the contestants or whatever you want to call them, if they they would draft individual elements of Final Fantasy. So, like in NFL, you draft you know one or two quarterbacks, you draft one or two running backs, you draft three wide receivers, you you draft specific positions. In lieu of positions, it's elements of Final Fantasy. So, main character, you know, one of your four party like four party members soundtrack would be another element uh setting slash world would be another element what's your graphic style like do you want 8-bit 16-bit 32-bit uh do you want uh what story beat like what plot twist do you want what's your final boss in your ideal final fantasy game and since it's a draft if someone picks somebody off off the draft board then they, no one else can draft them. So if someone wants Cloud from Final Fantasy VII as one of their main character, as one of their four party members, no one else gets Cloud. He's off the table. So it creates this competition amongst all the all the different contestants. And the reason I'm so proud of that is I invited uh, a guest I've had on the show before, Game Dave. One of my, he's actually I shouldn't even say a guest. I consider him at least a at least a friend of the show at the very least like him and i have met outside of the podcast like in person that's been kind of cool um he's collaborated with me a number of times and i love having him on the show 
uh, Game Dave was on it. My friend Chris Copeland from Retro Hangover, which him and I have become great. Actually, one of my favorite networking elements. I I, I, I usually shy away from talking about networking because depending on who you know in, in the community, that could seem like bragging. Like, oh, you you just name dropped all these people. I don't mean it that way. But uh, and no offense to Chris, by the way, this makes it sound like Chris is, isn't a big name. But in terms of networking, getting to know Chris this year has been one of my favorite things. I've loved guesting on his show and having him on my show. He was on my show twice this year, both for the Final Fantasy Fantasy Draft and for, uh, what was it, Russian Attack, an NES game, Russian Attack. That was a fun one to do. I, I'm amazed we got an hour out of that game because that game is short as hell, and we somehow were able to squeeze an hour and 10, hour 15 out of it. Anyway, but so Chris Copeland from Retro Hangover was on it. He was a first-time guest at the time, and then... Nadia Oxford from the Acts of the Lud God RPG podcast. She's one of the biggest figures. Like she's part of one of the most popular gaming podcasts in the network in like gaming podcasts, I guess. And then Try from My Life in Gaming, one of my favorite YouTube channels. And had these four amazing people all drafting their optimal Final Fantasy game. And I just sat back in awe. I just got to sit down. I guided the conversation. I steered them through the draft, but I got to sit back and just watch these like experts in their field in the field of Final Fantasy duke it out. And it was just such an amazing time. I want to do another one. Um, the other reason it's my favorite is also it took a lot of work to do because it was four people from uh, actually most of us were all in the same time zone. Now that I think about it, actually all of us were in the same time zone, so that actually kind of worked out. But People have, you know, kids and different lives and trying to organize four guests, five if you count me, all at the same time and trying to get it all done. What ended up being like a nearly three hour long episode. I think it was like two and a half by the end of it or two and a, it was over two hours. I don't remember how long it was exactly. Favorite moment of the year by far. Favorite episode. I was just so happy with how it turned out and I got when I mentioned before, like what this year has meant to me because I got the most feedback ever, that episode was it. And not just from the people who um, were on it, but like I had former guests on the show, like, you know, retweeted and quote tweeted out saying this episode's fantastic. Like there's so much, there's so many, there's so many good things here. I had uh, someone email me out of the blue I don't even know if they're a listener to the show. I don't know if they still listen, but they asked for the Google Doc that I had the rules for the Final Fantasy Fantasy Draft, and I sent it to them. So that way, them and their friends could do their own Final Fantasy Fantasy Draft. It was just such a cool experience for me, and I it, that episode has meant the world to me. And all the episodes this year, I really enjoyed, but that one just sticks out just because it was the most fun to pull together. I legit i remember in the middle of the recording session i took a video of the of in zencaster of the bars being recorded not even like a video on my phone like you can't even hear the audio it's just me recording the screen because i was just so happy with what was happening in the moment i was having so much fun just listening to it all unfold in front of me one of my favorite episodes i i hope i i know i'm gushing about it a lot but dude oh, it was great. It was great. So that that's that's kind of like my lows and highs for this year. Um, TJ, I, I don't know if you have any lows and highs that you want to dive into yourself, but at, le- at the very least, what is your sp- favorite episode from this past year that you were that you produced? 
Oh, man. See, here's the problem. Y'all mm-hmm. know me. I can never pick just one. <laughs> so I'm going to do a quick rapid fire real mm-hmm. quick. Um, my chat with Jason Wilson from the Gray Rooms obviously has to oh, be yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, my chat with Brooks Bigley, uh, who was the host of Behind the Door, which was the Gray Rooms kind of interview podcast, which I love. Yeah. Big fan okay. of Brooks. He's awesome. Uh, my chat with Christian from One in the Chamber, a fantastic band. Just We just really hit it off. I really enjoyed that chat. My chat with CJ Felony, who is a local Ontario professional wrestler who is uh, just a badass and a great That's guy. That's awesome. Um, my chat with Sarah and Mitchell from Among Legends because it was just so much fun. And it was the first time I've done an interview in a while where – for some reason I like forgot who I was or something as we were starting the interview. Like I was like, wait, how do you interview people again? Like what, what is this? And my wall I have behind me like fell on me and I was like freaking out. There's all this weird shit was going on. And (laughs) I just, we had, there's like a fifth, there was 15 minutes of that podcast. And then I had to stop. I had to go do something and come back and they were totally cool. Like they were awesome. Big shout outs again to Sarah and Mitchell. And when I came back, I sat down and I was like, you are TJ fucking hotter of the hotter show. Figure it out. And then the rest of the conversation was fantastic. And they were like, oh my God, that was like the best interview I've ever had. Blah, 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 blah. Huge shouts to them. My chat with Tim Coleman from Septum Bone. And the reason is because for the first half of that podcast, it was a full improv kind of thing because Tim's band, Septum Bone, their whole thing is they're a prehistoric band who writes songs about things like fire and pointy sticks <laughs> and meat being good. <laughs> so they are prehistoric people. So, you know, I'm, I was like asking him like about how it was inventing fire and like all this stuff. <laughs> and just, I was able to keep it together. I have no idea how. And like there are moments in that episode where if you listen really closely, you can hear Tim just like losing his shit laughing and he was trying to keep it together, but he was like, I don't know how you kept it straight. I said, I don't know either, but we were, we were going to do it for like five minutes in the beginning and then be like, okay, jokes aside, but we kept going for a full half hour and then we listened to a song and then came back and acted like nothing happened. (laughs) So it was like, all right, Tim, That's so tell genius. me about the single, man. And he was like, yeah, man. So anyway, before he was kind of like unga bunga, you know, like kind of being yeah. we like wheel, wheel, good, fire. Like it was just ridiculous. Um, my bachelor party podcast, I, I, I mean, I kind of have to shout that out, right? That's just, it was the reason why it was so fun. I mentioned this earlier real quick. The reason why that was so fun is because my, here's what my bachelor party consisted of, Josh. <clears throat> I showed up, cracked a beer. We set up a table with podcast equipment that my best man, Garrett, shout out to Garrett, rented so that I could have like a full, full setup and didn't have to bring my own. Mm -hmm. I sat down at that chair and recorded with my father-in-law and brother-in-law and Garrett, which was the first 15 minutes or so of that podcast. Great conversation. I'm so glad I caught that audio. And then basically for about 
five hours, those microphones didn't stop running. And on that episode, you guys heard bits and pieces of that night. There is about probably four hours of content that is never, ever going to see the light of day. I can only imagine some of the shit that was said. And there is also this thing that I am going to release at some point on Patreon. I'm just waiting for the opportune moment, which is basically myself and my buddy Brandon doing like a radio call-in show, but it's all, it was all improv okay. with myself and my friends. And it is for about an hour of just the most ridiculous, absurd and obscene shit you've ever heard, but it is, it, it's just too much fun. So, that was a blast, obviously. Um, the the family-friendly Halloween special, which is me narrating Halloween stories that were for kids, I've never done anything like that, so it was a big step outside my comfort zone. But the reason, aside from the fact that it was a lot of fun, there's two main reasons why I really, really loved this episode. And honestly, it's because of two things of feedback I got. One of which was that if um, someone I know said that she actually played it for her kids. And I was like, bro, like, that's awesome. That's so cool. And I was like, did they like it? They were like, yeah, they actually really like, we're really into it. And I was like, bro, like they like, oh, there's sound effects. Like they really dug it. So I was like, that's cool. And then one of my friends said that I kind of had sounded like David Cummings from the No Sleep podcast, which is like Mm -hmm. the biggest fucking. And I was like, He's like, you didn't sound like him, but like you kind of gave me that vibe. And I was like, bro, that's, yeah, <laughs> like that means the world. I had a the first time ever on the Hotter Show, there was a full audio drama podcast that was a crossover with my friends at Baseline Feed called A Cold Wind Blows on Halloween Night, which is a story I wrote last year. And it was a full audio drama production. And it was the first time we've ever attempted anything like that. It was uh, the first time someone did guest sound design and production on the hotter show. That wasn't me. Yeah. So that was a big deal. Big shout to Tanner. That was a blast. Shout out to everyone who was involved with that. The last two I have to shout out. I did a conversation very recently with uh, my buddy, Brandon Bowden from Bowden voice which was a blast getting to chat with him again. He's my old producer and everything as well. It had been like four years since he had been on the show. So it was really good getting him back on. It was just awesome. He was involved with the, the hotters getting hitched uh, podcast, but this was different, obviously getting to chat with him. It's also, I think the best sounding podcast I've ever done. Well, he's a, he was a, you know, a producer, of course, still is. Yes, exactly. And a full-time professional voiceover person. I mean, come on. And then, of course, last but not least, what I have to shout out, it was literally like six years in the making. But I finally had my man, Jason Reese from J. Bridges Alerts on the podcast. And that, I think that's probably my favorite conversation I had for the year. Just because the ground we covered, his story, the positivity, just rolled into a nice ball i didn't edit a damn thing off that podcast i pressed record introduced him and we talked and it was amazing that's great man i can sit here that's all night dream. talking about a bunch but yeah that's i think that's probably the most special one of the year just that and then the bachelor party i mean 
Yeah. That's so those, awesome. those are, those are some for me folks. It's just, uh, yeah. As, as far as lows, um, honestly, the only thing I personally want to work on there, there's, there's two things. Um, one of which is my scheduling. I need to get this figured out. I've had a lot of changes in my personal life with work. So it's really, really hard to schedule interviews right now. And it's yeah. making it very tricky to do an interview podcast when I can't schedule interviews. I so, feel like low key having a consistent schedule. Not, I'm not talking about podcast schedule. I'm talking about a personal schedule. Having mm-hmm. a consistent personal schedule is low key. Like in the top three of most important things to that you need to yeah. handle for being a podcaster. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I, I mentioned it before that I'm very lucky with my current schedule. It's because my daughter goes to sleep at the same time every night. And I generally have three to five hours every single night, depending on how tired I am. If I'm feeling pretty awake and chipper, I'll get a full five hours. Uh, I can stay up past midnight, but I usually try not to do that because I have to wake up at six, like 640. But uh, it's I'm very lucky in that aspect because I'm almost always have availability if i need to record while my kid is awake i talk to my wife see if it's feasible see if she's okay if i do that i try to do it as seldom as possible um for her sake and for the kid's sake but like it's it's very lucky so like i can only imagine how difficult it is for you when you can't you don't have a consistent schedule so it's like well this week i could record these times this week but it's going to be completely different the next week and it's going to be completely different the week after that versus me Every single night, the same time, I'm free. Every single night. The only times that I that I might not be are Tuesdays and Saturdays because I usually stream on Twitch. But if it's for a show, if I'm it's for a recording session, actually tonight is a Saturday night, I skip the stream because the podcast is what I enjoy most. I like streaming on Twitch, but I like doing this the most. So I'm it's very lucky. I'm very lucky in that aspect that's i feel like that's an underrated as an underspoken about aspect of podcasting of your own personal schedule it affects so much of your production it's insane it absolutely does and that's the boat i'm in where it's like <clears throat> i really want to get that figured out a little bit heading into the year um and then the only thing other thing really is just continue to improve everything that i do continue to improve the questions I ask, continue to improve my active listening, which is super important for interviewing. Um, yeah, that's really pretty much it, man. I think that it's important to have this conversation and to look back on this year in, in this way. And I always have fun doing it, but I, I think it is now time as we start to get ready to cross the finish line here to talk about maybe being, let's be a little, let's really give ourselves that pat on the back. Let's look at our top 10 most downloaded episodes of the year. I think that is a good way. I'm not going to go into specific download numbers, yes, but I yeah. will, but I, cause I feel like that's a little too much. Um, <laughs> well, I will this episode did this many downloads. <laughs> I know, right? Cause then it, then it feels like a dick measuring contest and we don't need that shit. Listen, no. <laughs> <laughs> You just hear I mean, a thump uh, in the background. <laughs> just, no, it's more like a wait. It's more like a ding, <laughs> ding. Wait, 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 wait. It's more like a. It's more like a. 
That's, that's that's the best I can do. Sorry, guys. I forgot that wasn't a glass cup. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Josh, take it away. <laughs> um, my top. Well, are we doing top five or top ten? What did we say? I, I said top, top ten. But you can do top five if you want. I just Oops. I'm indecisive as fuck. That's why I always do ten of everything. <laughs> All right, let me, we'll do we'll do top ten real quick. My number one. Uh, actually, no, we'll start from the bottom. Starting from the bottom, and then we'll get here. Uh, one, two, uh-huh. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I just want to make sure I got it right. My number ten for most downloaded episode. Now, I I recently um, Libsyn has made it a thing where they uh or they made it a thing where they show the IAB download statistics and then unique download statistics. IAB is like better for advertisers and generally it just weeds out all the bots. And dude, let me tell you about half of my unique downloads are bots. It's fucking oh, wild. No. It, it's really demoralizing when you see it. However, on the plus side, I only, I don't, I lose less than like, uh, I don't lose as many downloads per episode as I would think I would, which is nice to see. Anyway, so I I, I sorted this by the IAB statistics. So this weaseled out all the bots because um, believe it or not, for example, there is an episode. I'm going to shout this one out um, and I'm only going to give these download numbers for this specific episode. It's not in my top 10. Um, it's actually like pretty far. Down. It's like another it's like in the it's like in between the 20 and 30 range for this year. So a little below half um, Phoenix, Wright Ace attorney that came out in like early, early last or early, early this or last year, 2022. And I think it came out in February um, had 85 I, IAB downloads. So what advertisers consider legitimate downloads, unique downloads was 420. <laughs> I don't that's a lot of butts. Uh, <laughs> Most of them are not that much of a difference. For some reason, that one yeah, and only that one huh. is 420. So anyway, my actual top 10, starting at number 10, is StarCraft, which came out in, I I, I can't remember because it, it shows my upload date, which is almost always like a week or two before the actual release date. So um, either September or October. StarCraft, followed by, for number nine, Sonic the Hedgehog, followed by number eight, Crash Bandicoot, number seven, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, the only new game that I covered uh, this year, only game from 2022 that I covered this year. Uh, Number six is the Sega Master System with G from G to the next level. That was the first episode of 2021, or sorry, 2022, excuse me. And that makes me really happy to hear because the Psycho Master System is an underloved system. Most people don't even know what the fuck it is. It was Sega's first system in North America specifically. It actually had earlier systems over in Japan, but I won't go into a video game history rabbit hole right here. Um, Then number five, Ratchet & Clank Going Commando. One of my favorite Ratchet & Clank games of all time. So happy that was a popular episode. Followed by number four and number three are very close. Uh, they are Red Dead Redemption is number four, and Red Dead Redemption number uh, Red Dead Redemption two is number three. So right back to back. Uh, that's kind of crazy. Number two was my favorite episode of the year for the Final Fantasy Fantasy Draft, and my number one episode was my interview with 
my life in gaming the one of my favorite youtube channels of all time they do fantastic work talking about the video fidelity of old video games like taking your old nintendo and n64s and super nintendos and be like here how here's how to get the best possible image like picture quality from those old consoles for both retro tvs professional crt tvs the pvms as they call them and then modern hd televisions it's a fantastic channel if you have not watched their stuff i highly recommend it um they were my most popular episode uh which i'm very happy about because that was one of my favorites to do actually i think it was one of my best interviews of the year i mentioned before where interviewing is something i want to get better at that one i could tell i was like on like i i didn't miss a lot of beats with that one because that was what I remember finishing that and being like, this is a good episode. So I'm I'm glad to see it came out as my number one. But that was my top 10. TJ, what was your top 10 episodes this year? So for me, speaking, so I did switch over providers this year. So <clears throat> this may not exactly be accurate. I have to give one quick, uh, sorry, two quick Shout out to two episodes that I'm not going to include in my top 10, one of which was my chat with Brooks Bigley because it did really, really well on Spotify, but I can't, I don't know how well because I don't have a number, mm. but Spotify said it was my most popular episode of the year. So shout out to Brooks. <gasps> it, so it probably means it's probably more likely in my top three, but anyway, I just want to give that a shout out. And then also my episode I released last week, which was a, uh, a reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas that I randomly wanted to do uh, is one of my most popular episodes of the year on YouTube, which I don't really count for this, but just wanted to give those two a shout out. Uh, starting off at number 10, I had uh, a Hardestone Music Showcase featuring Take Good Care by Among Legends, which featured Sarah and Mitchell from Among Legends. Mm-hmm. We had number nine, the uh, my bachelor party podcast, Harder's Getting Hitched. Number eight was my chat with Tim Coleman from Septum Bone. Number seven was my chat with Jason Reese from J. Bridges Arts. Uh, number six was my, it was an Ask Hotter Anything, uh, and it was the okay. episode six. Yeah, episode six of Ask Hotter Anything. I have no idea why it's on here. <laughs> I just It definitely wasn't Don't my best it. one I've ever done or anything, but anyway, we'll take it. Don't um, question it. Number five was my chat with Mike Penny from the Jailbirds, which was a great conversation. Uh, my chat with Gord Cameron from Beguiler was number four. That was an episode a long time in the making as well. Number three, which this one, all these make me happy, but this made me kind of really happy. Um I had three Halloween specials in October and um, one of which was I actually took the first six episodes of the tapes of trepidation and uploaded them onto my main feed. Just kind of give people a taste and apparently people really like it because it was my third most popular episode of the year. Oh, that's um, awesome. So that was really fun for me. I really enjoyed that. Uh, number two was my conversation with Bryce Smith, who is the guitarist for Rivaltown. Also is a pretty darn famous TikToker known as uh, Daniel DePuis. So big shout outs to him. He's the guy who farts <laughs> on everything, folks. Oh, God. Um, so yeah, big shout outs to him. And then my number one episode of the year, I actually have a tie. Oh, so I okay. have to shout them both out. On Spreaker, my number one episode of the year was my chat with Sarah and Mitchell from Among Legends. Amazing conversation. 
But then given its YouTube numbers and also the numbers it still had on this, it was almost in my top 10. I feel like I have to give this a shout out for number one was my uh, my family friendly Halloween stories podcast that I did. Oh, that's awesome. Because it was it did quite well. Um, and that was a nice little surprise because I more just did it for fun. But uh, yeah, so those are my a lot of my favorite episodes are in there, too. So that really made me happy and. It made me think I'm going in the uh, in the right direction. But huge shouts to everybody who was on the show this year. Uh, I do not think I had even one slightly subpar episode this year. I think every episode fucking was great. Every guest I had on was great. But yeah, <laughs> that's about all I got for that. But uh, just big shouts to everyone who was on the show this year. Yeah, man, I, I want to reiterate that for my guests as well. Like I, I mentioned, actually, this is actually a little behind the scenes. We tried recording this once before, and the internet decided to be a doo doo head. Um, and this one's been going fantastic. Thankfully, that's not we did what not... I said. I got yeah. mad. <laughs> uh, I was actually just curious, like what my after you mentioned um, what your number one episode on Spotify was for me, it was. Uh, episode number 32, but it wasn't from this year. It was like my number one episode of the entire year was episode 32, Metal Arms Glitch in the System. Sorry, I know that was completely, uh, complete non sequitur to what I was just talking about. But um, that's okay. I figured it would be. I know you've talked about that episode before. Uh, it's just so weird that that one keeps doing really popular. That's it's, my it's, episode 18, bro. Uh, yeah, I remember you mentioned my that. episode, just, my Lane Staley tribute. It wasn't even in my top 10 this year. I was so happy about that. That's wild. <laughs> it's been um, in my top three the last six years. But no, sincerely, for my for my guests this year, I had, uh, like I was saying, we tried recording this once before. It kind of fell off because of the internet. But I had over 30 first-time guests on the show this year, which is a record for me. And that's amazing. I, I can't believe, uh, A, this is a little bit of a pat on the back, but that I was able to organize that. But B, that so many people were willing to take the chance. You know, like that's... It means a lot to me, especially when there's guests on the show who I consider to be much more important than me and like who have a much larger impact on the gaming community and the community I'm a part of. And the fact that they were willing to take some time just to, you know, shoot the shit and talk about a game or talk or get interviewed by me, it, it just it meant the world to me. Um, I think the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap this all up uh, is just some quick statistics as to where my podcast was listened to. Um, the number one place for my show is the United States. That's not surprising considering I am from the U.S. But uh, number two is, and I'm basing this off those IAB statistics. I'm not using the unique ones because, uh, you know, it even tells me like which, you know, like do they listen to it via Spotify? Do they listen to it via Apple Podcasts? When I uh, was looking at it, for example, Chrome on the unique had over 5,000 downloads alone. Chrome on here has 586. So it took out like 4,500 <laughs> downloads just between unique and IAB. It's just wild. Anyway, um, United States, number one. United Kingdom, number two. Australia, number three. And TJ, I'm disappointed in you. Canada's number four, bringing up the rear. That's bullshit. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to change that right now. <laughs> you, you Canadian legend, you, you should, uh, you need to download every single episode once. <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, then followed by 
I mean, this isn't really a country, is it? It's Singapore. That's a city, isn't it? Isn't Singapore a I city? Have, I have no idea. You know, You're asking the wrong person, but I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it as well. No, it's a country. Oh, my yeah, God. Singapore's I feel a country. so Yeah, man. You, come on. I feel so Let's stupid. Figure it out. Oh, it's a republic. <laughs> okay. That, that's, pro- that's probably really sensitive. Whatever. I don't know. I feel, yeah, I feel so, I, I hope I didn't offend it. To my Singaporean listeners, I apologize. I, that, yeah, Singapore is on the tip of Malaysia, and I, I had I no I thought it idea. was part of Malaysia. I, I, I don't know. I don't know nothing either. It's okay. We're dumb. That's why. That's okay. Uh, followed by Sweden, then Germany, then the Philippines, then Indonesia, then Japan. Japan, shout out. And there's like seven more pages of this, but I'm not going to read all those because then it's like, it's, you know, uh, just, you know, a couple here, a couple there. Though there was seven from the Russian Federation. So how about that? Seven downloads all over in Russia this year. How, go figure, right? Um, the lowest ones, <laughs> it just one download in uh, United Arab Emirates, Jamaica, Croatia, Egypt, like there's there's a bunch of little one download things. It's kind of funny. Um, in terms of where people listen or how people listen to it, Apple Podcasts is the number one, followed by Spotify, followed by Apple Core Media. I don't know what the difference between Apple Core Media and Apple Podcasts are. You know, I wonder if it's. I I don't know. Um, maybe Apple Core Media is like the like the like the I know it's not called iTunes anymore, but like the iTunes app on your like desktop or something, maybe. maybe. That would make sense. I don't know. Uh followed by Chrome, then Overcast. I don't know what the fuck GSA is. Uh Castbox Castbox, excuse me, Podcast Addict, and then iTunes farther. So Apple just makes up a shitload there. You have iTunes, Apple Core Media, and Apple Podcasts all over the goddamn place. And then the last one on here is Pocket Cast. So Shout out to all, shout out to all of you, like especially the top 10 for, in the countries. Like, that's wild that in the top 10, I have Japan, Indonesia, and Philippines. It's kind of cool, absolutely. And, like, I guess just to, to follow up with that, too, for me, um, looking at countries, this is kind of hilarious because uh, again, switching over all that fun stuff, it might look a little different if I put everything together, but just for Spreaker. Uh, no surprises. Canada was number one. Um, oh, of course. Not by as much as I thought, though. On, only by a couple hundred downloads. I was surprised. United States bringing up the rear. Oh, man. I pretty much know who I can thank for that. Big shouts to one of my patrons, Eric, and then also my friend, Rebecca, who I know the two of them are. I know that they downloaded, especially big shouts to Rebecca, because I know she downloaded every single episode of the show and started wow. at episode one and is actually listening through because she'll message me about stuff. That's I'm like, are you wild. actually listening through every episode? She's like, yeah, I'm terrified I am. if someone does that to my I show. Know. Dude, I was like, please don't do that. There She's like, I'm going to. I'm like, please don't. Ones. Please don't. Um, United States, number two. Uh, India is number three, which mm. I feel like it would be Australia if I put all my things together. But yeah, India, number three. Uh, Australia, number four. Italy is number five. And then shout outs to Barbados, Germany, Philippines, United Arab emirates that all have two uh and then shouts to brazil south korea france mexico and peru who each have one <laughs> all right peru. and then i guess for sources shouts to spotify being my number one podcast republic bringing in the rear 
Apple Podcasts, uh, Geo Jio Savan, which I know is the podcast app in India, oh. uh, Spreaker, VLS, and then a bunch of other stuff. Uh, shout outs to Amazon.com, which apparently you can listen to podcasts on Amazon.com, not Amazon Music, which is also That's in interesting. There. A generic Android app is on there as well. Uh, Chrome, Audible has two, and Deezer has one. That's depressing. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And also, for the record, real quick, folks, thank you to everybody because I, in the last last two months of the show, I have had the best, like, time for actual download numbers I have all year. So, thank you. And thank you, Josh, because I appreciate the hell out of your support and your friendship. And this is always just too much fun, man. I always appreciate that you want to do this with me, and I always have a blast doing it. I'm well. Thank you, man. Like, and I'm, I'm grateful for everything this year. I, 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 when I say that, I hope the listeners like this. I genuinely mean that because I don't. I thought I so say I genuinely don't care. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely i like listening but back to these more of like I do. a I milestone do thing too yeah like it's it's a lot of fun and it's just i don't know it's something different to kind of like it's i feel like it's a nice bookend and beginning to like bookend for the year but and also i guess it's a bookend i guess so it begins the next year and ends the previous year all within one episode and it's it's just kind of nice it's like that nice like starting point like it's a nice it's a definitive cut in between the two years to kind of separate the two and i I don't know i I just like that but um no i love doing this with you too man because like i've said before like you were one of the first people to ever i've been talking all episode about this about you know just getting validation you were one of the first podcasts to reach out to me uh back when you were part of two guys in a game and we connected through that and you were the first podcast to reach out to me and give me compliments about my show. And I'm not great with, I need actually, you know what I mentioned before something I need to work on. I need to start giving out compliments to other podcasts that I like, specifically the indie ones, because I don't listen to enough of them. So here I'm going to make that mental note right now. I need to start doing that more in 2023, but, um, so, but it meant a lot to me back then that you you reached out and we kind of talked a little bit because you you were a gaming podcast. I I am a gaming podcast, and getting to know you. I mean, dude, how many five six? We've known each other for like Something five like years that. now. Twenty seventeen, I think, was when we we yeah. It's up. been yeah. it's been five years. That's wild, insane. Man. Like we we've known each other for five years. Have never met in person yet. But we've known each other for five years, and it's just kind of nuts that we still stay in touch, like even outside of these year-end retrospectives. Um, and it means the world to me that you enjoy doing this, and we, it's a fun bookend for me as well. And to you listeners, like, thank you. I, 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 I said it last year, and I want to say it again this year. I don't know how to thank you enough, and I, I don't know how to thank you in a way. like the, One of the reasons I repeat myself so much in this episode is because I am desperately trying to find the right words to show my sincerity about how much people like li- you listeners mean to me. Because I don't want it to come off as like like when I was talking about Patreon before, I didn't want it to come off as this money thing. When I was talking about the comments, I didn't want it to guilt trip anyone into reaching out to me to be, to say like, Oh, I like your show or blah, blah, blah. But, uh, and it's, it's, 
in my mind, maybe it's my anxiety. I don't fucking know, but I it's I have a hard time saying it and making it like making my own sincere feelings uh, come across in the words that I'm saying. And I don't know if I'll ever truly be able to do that to my to what I want to to say. Like to when I listen back to it, I can feel what I was. I can feel in my words how I actually truly feel on the inside. So I'll just kind of leave it at this before I continue to blabber on and repeat the same goddamn shit all over again. Um, thank you so much for this past year, everybody. Uh, and I'm sure, and like TJ, I know you feel the same way about your listeners to this show and like hotter show listeners. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I had did recording it with TJ, but seriously, everyone, thank you so much for this past year. It's been the best year of my show not just the the download numbers actually ha- haven't gone up that much and that's not me complaining i've had the most fun i've ever had in this podcast this past year that's all because listeners are because well, because the listeners it really is all because the listeners so I'm, I'm so thankful for this past year i'm so excited for 2023 because i got some cool stuff lined up uh next year i already have Actually, I mentioned before, I don't know if I have an interview lined up. That's a lie. I just remembered I reached out to somebody. They said yes, and we're we're working on scheduling. So there will be an interview sometime either in January or February, depending on what all works out. But uh, I have so, so many cool things I'm excited to share with you. So you just wait for 2023. It's going to be a good fucking year. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't got anything else to say. TJ, do you have any final words? I already gave mine. Shabubi. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My sentiments exactly, man. Just thank you so much to everybody. Thank you to you, Josh. I appreciate the hell out of your friendship, man. And uh, 2022 has been an amazing year. I'm sure 2023 is going to be an even better year. And around this time in 2023, uh, we'll be having the same conversation. And I'm sure we'll uh, hopefully have the same sentiments unless we get to talk sometime between then i'm still waiting for an invite for that aiden chronicles episode but you know we'll whenever it, it happens we'll man it. whenever it happens whatever <laughs> you know or i'll just have you on my show for something i'll i'll make up a reason i, I don't need a reason to have you on i'll just flex my buddy That's josh what, your, your show is a lot more uh freewheeling than mine mine is very rigid and we can get away with it <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, no, I was uh, one thing I will say that I, I'm sad that I didn't put you through for this episode this year. I didn't make you watch a shitty video game cartoon for the holiday. We got to do that. We got to. I, I feel like I could come on for a Captain N episode if uh, if for some reason. Oh, dude, yes. Come on. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would. I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> we, you the, the, you send right me an episode. Right I will I'm watch it. You, I'm having you on for a Captain N <clears throat> okay, episode. Just. Give, give me like a couple weeks heads up. I'm in, man. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think now, perfect time. Let's do our shout outs, do our plugs, do all that shenanigans that we do. And to, uh, I mean, not necessarily, I'm going to be very brief with my own today. Uh, follow me, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at still loading pod on all of them. Uh, please consider getting, giving it a rating review on Apple podcasts or whichever podcasting app you use as it helps more people find the show makes me feel warm and fuzzy. I like feeling warm and fuzzy. It's a good deal for all parties involved. And finally, if you want, if you do want to support the show monetarily and get still bonding in those bonus episodes that I mentioned before, uh, for a dollar a month, you get all the episodes a day or a couple days early at better audio quality. $4 a month is the bonus episodes. $5 a month is still bonding. Patreon.com slash still loading pod. 
that's all I got. Um, and of course, most importantly, this is not anything for myself. The Bit by Bit Foundation. The Bit by Bit Foundation is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to put video games and video game consoles in the hands of kids receiving inpatient care at hospitals. So if you want to support them, excuse me, if you want to support them, go to bitbybitfoundation.org and consider donating. That's it. That's that's my plug. That's my spiel. I normally go a little bit more long-winded on normal episodes, but since we kind of talked about it so much, I figured we got it covered. TJ, social media, plugs, what do you got? If you want to follow me at The Harder Show, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Harder Show. If you would like to help support the, co- the podcast, consider uh, leaving a rating or review on the podcatcher of your choice, whether it's a Spotify or Apple or CastBox or uh, Podcast Republic. However, I appreciate it very much. If you would like to support the show a little further, consider joining The Harder Show Patreon. Anything above $5 a month will get you access to the Tape of Trepidation Horror Narration Podcast. And a bunch of other fun things as well are waiting for you over there at the uh, the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Harder Show. If you are a user of Discord and you are not on The Harder Show Discord, you are missing out. Come on, hang out. And if you're a patron, you also have access to exclusive stuff on there as well. I do live things like I'm going to do literally what we're done here. And we just have a blast. So come check out The Harder Show Discord and The Harder Show Patreon. I appreciate all the support guys thank you so very much it means the world to me i'll have a shout out to all my patrons at the end of the harder show version of this so stay tuned for that thanks everybody um so yeah thank you all for listening tj thank you for joining me for this Always episode and i will see you all next time with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys. There you have it. My NVA retrospective with my boy Josh Koval from Still Learning Podcast. Be sure to go check out Still Learning Podcast. It is the best gaming podcast out there. And my boy Josh will keep you guys entertained as hell. I'm going to... Just go ahead and wrap this up with my Patreon shoutouts because I feel like I have said enough thank yous and things of that nature. But I will say real quick, I talked about my Discord quite a bit. 
in this episode. And if you would like to join the Harder Show Discord, reach out to me and let me know, and I will send you a link. And if you would like to follow the Harder Show on social media, we, of course, have Facebook and Instagram. Hit me up anytime at the Harder Show at theHarderShow at gmail.com. We have a Patreon here on the Harder Show, in which, of course, I have my Tate for Trepidation Horror Narration podcast. You can check that out and be a part of it. That uh, it has a new episode coming up in the next few days for 2023. First episode of that horror narration podcast, Tapes Trepidation. Very, very excited. And all of my hotheads, which I am now going to give a shout out to because you guys deserve it so very much. You have made this year just utterly incredible. So, big shout outs to Scott Duquette, the OG patron. Rodan Kamori of Baseline Feed. Tanner Wood of Baseline Feed. Actor extraordinaire, Eric Bones. Probably the best writer in the entire world, Mr. Arthur Unk. Mike Quintero of Shudder Radio. Quite possibly one of the best authors on the face of the earth and also an incredible voice talent, C.M. Peters. By the way, I forgot to mention... If you are listening to this and you have not checked out Baseline Feed, which also CM is a big part of, I recently had an episode that I was featured on of Baseline Feed. It was kind of like a co-feature thing with uh, CM, and that was absolutely incredible. So thank you very much to CM and Tanner and uh, Ronan and Kamori for you guys uh, having me on for that. That was a lot of fun. Jason Reese of Jay Bridger's Larts. Thanks for everything, brother. You know I love you. Kelly Sisson. Kelly, you have been... A humongous supporter this year, and I just have to thank you. Literally, we went from not knowing each other at all to you being like one of my biggest supporters. So, just thank you so much. I seriously appreciate all your support. I just had to give you a little. On top of being a patron at the highest level, uh, I know you also listen, download, and listen to almost all of the episodes of the show. So, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Terry and Janet Hodder, no gimmicks. Thanks, Mom and Dad. I love you. Appreciate your support of this. Mr. Brandon Bowden of Bowden Voice. If you, need a, uh, if you need a phenomenal voice actor, hit my boy up. He's a professional. And, of course, last but not least, rounding things out, another guy who has been a big supporter of the show this year, even though when this year started, we absolutely did not know each other at all. <laughs> my boy, Neil Scrupa. Neil, appreciate all the support, brother. And thank you so much for you for listening. I cannot stress enough how much I appreciate all the support. You don't have to be a patron or join my Discord or follow me on social media to be a supporter. You just have to listen. Set the Harder Show for automatic download. It helps the show so very much and you don't even have to think about it. Leave a rating. Ratings help the Harder Show climb the charts and grow. But of course, the best way, word of mouth. Share the podcast. Let people know that you enjoy The Hottest Show and that you support The Hottest Show. I appreciate it so very much. And I will catch you guys sometime in 2023. Take it easy, guys, and have a happy, safe new year. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.